So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. waiting to hear the lightsaber noise and Luke I am not your father oh is that should I have said spoiler alert on that it's Wendy in for Lisa and Lauren Lapka joins me in the studio because this is common knowledge right that you're a nerd I'm the station nerd for sure I think it's well known by now All right. Well, I want you to sit in with me because um, our next guest has written a book called Star Wars Multiverse, and he joins us right now, Carmelo Esterich, Columbia College Professor of Humanities and Cultural Studies. Sir, may the force be with you. How are you? May the force be with you. I'm doing just fine. Happy Friday to everybody. Happy Friday to you. Now, I have to fully say that my husband, Jimmy Mack, does a podcast called Rebel Force Radio. He's been doing it for over 15 years. And I am a fan. That is incredible. You have sent him this book, which I wish he would have given this to me, but we didn't make the connection (laughs) until I was on my way to work. But um, so the whole point of this, which I find really interesting, uh, May 4th, has become a Star Wars holiday. Um, yes. May the fourth be with you. And Star Wars multiverse, uh, multiverse. According to your book, these movies are basically reflections of ourselves. I would like you to build on that, and then Lauren Lafka has some thoughts she would like to share. Sure. Um, I always say that that Star Wars is only fictionally far, far away. That, yes, the story happens in another galaxy, and it happens in a quote-unquote long time ago, but the way that characters behave in the film, the way the stories are told, are constantly telling us about American culture and the way that we deal with gender and with sexuality and with uh, stereotypes and with racism and with war and with imperialism and with colonialism. And so what I try to do in the book is to look at the way that in the way that the story is told, in the way that the characters develop, um, they're, they're, they're always hinting there about how we behave and how American culture works. All right. Now, off the air, Lauren, you were telling me how some of these movies have oh, shaped the way yes. you live your life. Please so, explain that. My whole life, I'm now 33, I've been telling people how Star Wars and Harry Potter has <laughs> shaped the person I am, and I get a lot of laughs. But the truth is, both of those sagas tell you a bigger story of how important it is to do the right thing, no matter how big the obstacle, no matter how impossible it seems, you know, whether it's the dark side, Darth Vader, the Republic, whatever you want to call it, it's always so important to do the right thing. And there's always going to be good people. There's always going to be important people that will be on your side, even if it's three against 30 million. Yeah. (laughs) And it actually played a role in a big moment in my career where I had to step up and say no to a company I worked for because I felt that what they wanted me to do was the wrong thing. They were the dark side. They were the dark side. And uh, <laughs> my coworkers gave me a rebel scum shirt after it happened. And I wear it proudly all the time. Oh. <laughs> so there, right there, it, it, within it lies exactly what you're saying, Carmelo. Yeah, and you know, it's really interesting because the, the story of Star Wars 
the good guys are are the ones that drive the story. But it's also really interesting how a lot of people are very interested in the dark side, are very interested, interested in the Sith, are very interested in the Empire. The whole notion of discipline and order and control for many people is really attractive. Um, and so it's really interesting that, you know, even though Lucasfilm thinks, you know, Luke Skywalker is hero, there are lots of people that love the Stormtroopers, love Darth Vader, love the Empire, for sometimes complicated political reasons and sometimes for complicated psychological reasons. Um, but it's really interesting how different people grab onto certain different things in the whole story and in the whole galaxy. That, that I find really, really fascinating. All right, the now- next day, tomorrow... Tomorrow is Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, yeah, darn it. And so it's the dark <laughs> forgot. side day tomorrow. <laughs> All right, you're a college professor at Columbia College. You're a professor of humanities and cultural studies. Um, you're also a fitness instructor. And do you play music while you're teaching? Like Star Wars One, music? <laughs> on Star Wars Day, if I happen to have a class on Star Wars Day, and this, and this year I do... Um, I usually use the Imperial March to do abdominals um, because it's it's, a good beat. the rhythms are strange. There's lots of repetition. Is that so the dun 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 dun? That oh, it it works. It really works. Um, I've done this a couple of times, um, and I'm certainly doing it on Thursday. So if anybody who's taking my class is listening, just just get ready. All right. So how do you get into Star Wars? How, how did it happen for you? For me, it was all the way back when I was 11 and I saw the trailer. I, like, even before the movie, I fell in love with the trailer. Um, and I, I'm from Puerto Rico, and I saw the movie in Puerto Rico. Um, and I just completely fell in love with this movie, and I just watched it again and again and again. And it's really interesting because as I became an adult, Star Wars sort of was in the background. But I was not a hard fan, really, and this is really interesting, until the sequel trilogy until The Force Awakens and Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker started coming. Um, and then the television show Star Wars Rebels, which for me is a masterpiece. And so it's really interesting that as, as an older man, I'm 57 now, as an older man, I am sort of becoming more of a Star Wars fan than I was, than I was when I was 20 or 25. Um, and the other thing is that now I love reading the novels, reading the comics, doing sort of all of the other things that are connected to Star Wars, because... The movies are sort of the tip of the iceberg, really, now. With all the television, with Mandalorian, um, and with all the animated shows, there's there's a whole world a culture, of Star Wars. Yeah. There's a multiverse of Star Wars. There really is. And um, I hate to say that we're running out of time, so are you good for time? Can we do the news and continue talking about this? Sure. All right, because sure. I want to tell the story of Star Wars in my family, and Lauren has stories, too, and I... I, my husband gets very mad at me when I say I'm not a Star Wars fan. And I don't mean that. I, I'm just not. Um, I love it and I respect it and I think it's great. But I, I'm i not a huge geek about yeah, it. I'm not. connect to it right. the same I don't. Way. Yeah. But I, I'm really loving Mando. Yeah. And it's like you don't have to be a Star Wars no. fan to enjoy some of this stuff. So I think we need to continue. Uh, so you hang on. And it's Carmelo Esterich, Columbia College Professor of Humanities, and he's written the book Star Wars Multiverse, and we will continue talking Star Wars uh, here on 720 WGN. <laughs> Chewy!
Now I'm getting a little geeky because I'm recognizing this music, and this is from The Mandalorian. And I'm wearing my Mando shoes today, so it's just perfect. <laughs> it's Wendy and Lauren Lafka's in with me today, and thank you for holding Carmelo Esterich, a Columbia College professor, and we're talking about his book, The Star Wars Multiverse. Thank you for holding on. I did want to. Oh, not a problem. You know, you mentioned you're 57 years old, and you started getting into Star Wars a little more when the prequel universe kind of started getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to say, you know, my husband um, grew up where he went to see the first movie with his dad. They were late. Uh, <laughs> he remembers that, and he's he now collects Star Wars action figures. And when my boys, uh-huh. when my boys were growing up, they would take an action figure off the shelf in the Star Wars room, and it was kind of like a library. Jimmy Mack would not let them take another one until they returned that one. So the kids really liked Star Wars. And then Michael, my oldest son, is now soon to be 24, and we have an old Victorian house, and Michael would get scared when he walked to the front of the house. So he would yell at us so he could hear our voices and then get whatever he was getting and come back to us. And and Michael started saying, Dad, who's your favorite Star Wars character today? And he did this like every day. So my husband would come up with a new character every day and give a little background. So we have a total Star Wars house. (laughs) Totally. Um, But those movies really meant a lot to people in the 70s when they came out. And, you know, Lauren, I just wanted to talk to you. When did you get into Star Wars? Well, I know we always had... um, the very first one on VHS, <laughs> and I remember watching it when I was younger, and I mean quite young, because I would be fascinated by what I was watching on the screen, but I had no idea what was going on. The whole like government <laughs> aspect of the movie is very confusing until you get a little bit older, but A New Hope was always kind of there, and then also as I got a little bit older... I mean, I remember going to see episode one when it came out in theaters with my mom, my sister, and my sister's friend, The Midnight Show. I had to sit on my mom's lap because it was so crowded. And, you know, even then, so I was like starting to get a little more interested, a little more interested. And again, yeah, when the, you know, Force Awakens came out, it was like it just kind of reestablished like this universe is so amazing. All these new characters, Mm -hmm. all these new worlds. It's just hard not to find yourself in love with it. All right, I'm listening to you talk. I listen to my husband talk, and I listen to Carmelo talk, and I, you know, it's it's just a feel good for all you guys. Is that it, basically? Well, it's something it to is. connect to. You yeah. know, it's it's funny. My sister, my sister is a huge Grogu fan. Like she watches The Mandalorian only when Baby Yoda shows up, <laughs> um, and she and she loves it for that. And so, what I love about Star Wars is that you can enter Star Wars. There are so many ways to enter the world. And depending on your likes, depending on your interests, you sort of find avenues of entering that world. And and so I find that really fascinating. And as you say, it's such a large world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are so many characters and so many stories and so many ways of telling the story um, that it sort of makes it, it makes it available to lots of different people in lots of different ways. All right. Well, there's room for all the fans out there, and I, uh, you have a podcast as well, right? 
I do. It's called Nick and Mel's Hyperspace. Um, Nick is somebody that I met online during the pandemic. He is 27. I am 57. So it is a, a multi-generational podcast. Yeah, universal language um, when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really, really fun because he, he's a gigantic comic geek. And so it's really interesting, the conversations that we have. Our, our podcast is more on, on sort of themes and topics rather than sort of reviewing this uh, show or reviewing that movie. We do a little bit of that, but we have one, we have a show about when Star Wars makes us cry. (laughs) Uh, We have another show about happy endings. Uh, We're going to create a new show for the next season on droids. I was going to say, I find it interesting the emotional attachment we do have with droids. I love the droids. I'll tell you that right now. Yes, in my next life, I want to marry a droid. I did, honestly, Star Wars is like the only thing that I think of when we think of robots. We emotionally attach to them. And like you said, think, like moments that make us cry when we think we're losing a droid. All of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, no. Oh my yeah, God. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, right. no, it's, it's fascinating how we create that connection. All right. Well, Carmelo Esterich, uh, I think there are Star Wars fans out there that want to take your humanities classes at Columbia <laughs> College. <laughs> And I think you and you and Lauren Lapka should go have coffee or something and just talk your geek talk. I think you should do Sounds that. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Where can we get the book, Star Wars Multiverse? Uh, you can buy it online. Um, it is published by Rutgers University Press, so you can buy it directly from the press. Um, or you can order it. I know that on the Bridge Bookstores here in Chicago has had it in the past. Um, but if they don't have copies, they will be happy to order one for you. And what are you doing on May the 4th? I am doing abdominals to the Imperial March. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. As I said at the beginning of the show. All um, right. And what is the other holiday? The Revenge of the Sith. The Revenge of the Sith. Sith, which is the next day, which is sort of the dark side Sith kind of celebration of Star Wars. I, you guys make me smile. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, so nice to meet you, Carmelo. And I hope you keep listening to Rebel Force Radio as well. Indeed, and thank you for having me in the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Take care of yourself, and of, of course, may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you all. <laughs> I said 4th. Come on. I'm just trying to <laughs> tie it in. Thank you, Carmelo. All right. Uh, Lauren Lapka is in the studio. You were very proud to show me your Mandalorian shoes. Yes, it's the armor. She makes all the very cool Vescar shielding on uh, the Mandalorians. But Those are really cool Adidas. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, most people would probably be a little too ashamed, but again, I wear my Lego shoes, I wear my Mandalorian <laughs> shoes. I'm not ashamed to be who I am, Wendy. Can I just say that, like, in the old days when I was going, it wasn't that old, but when I, in high school, you know, nerd was a bad word. Yeah, it really was. Or geek or dork. Yeah. Um, dork probably still is, too, but a, yeah. a geek... And a nerd, uh, Chris Hardwig had the nerdist. It's like, it's all mm-hmm. cool to be nerdy yeah, it's, about it's things. kind of in chic right yeah. now. Yeah, it's cool. Like I said yesterday, or I said today about what you said yesterday, I'm in on the GERD or the word, whatever you want to go with. Oh, yeah, the, the girl, girl nerd <laughs> and woman nerd. I don't know what I'm what the proper thing. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining in. Thanks for having and, me. Uh, yeah, may the fourth be with you and revenge of the fifth. <laughs> I'll right, be wearing my it? gear. Yep, I'll, I will be wearing my gear next week. Be, be sure about that. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to end it. Uh, <laughs> Mary has a look at your weather and traffic right now.